Here we go. This is the September 1st, 2021 Law and Gospel Wednesday Bible Study, and we're going to take a look at a passage that is often misunderstood. It appears to be one of the favorite Bible passages of some husbands. What is it? Ephesians 5, 22. Wives, submit to your own husbands. We're going to take a look at that verse today to see what interpretation does God have of having the Apostle Paul write that to the church at Ephesus. I got to understand that there's a real misunderstanding of this verse when I was doing preparation for a wedding at a congregation some years ago. We had met with the possible bride and groom and had talked a lot about what marriage was. They were ready to get married. And on the day of the wedding, the church was filled with people, many of whom were not Lutheran because they were friends of either the bride or the groom. Now, I just so happened to be meeting with the groomsmen. And as I sat there in a room with them, I went over the instructions, for example, how to take the bridesmaid they were assigned to down the aisle, uh, when to separate from her, and they went down and sat in one area, and the bridesmaid sat in another area. So I was giving them instructions. And then at the end of it, I thought to myself, well, let me ask him this question. What Bible verse should I use for this marriage? And they couldn't really think of any. And I said, well, I just came across a good one. It's Ephesians 5, 22. Wives, submit to your own husbands. And one of the young men, about 25 years old, said, oh, that's a good one. Let's make sure women are put in their place. And that was kind of the attitude he had about that verse. Uh, Another young man said, oh, I doubt whether you're going to preach on that because the wife to be married, she's pretty independent. And I don't think she would submit to her husband. So the wedding started. And when I got to the sermon, I said, and the text for today is, wives, submit to your own husbands. And I looked out of the corner of my eye to where the groomsmen were sitting. And, oh, about two of them had their mouths open. They couldn't believe I was going to preach on that particular text. So, I began by saying, what do most people think when they hear that they are to submit? They have a view kind of like of slavery, that people are to submit to their masters. And I said, well, the word submit in the original Greek does mean to obey, to yield to one's admonition, to be subject to. And so 
I gave the opinion that therefore wives are to obey their husbands. But then I said, what does that mean? Does that mean that, like some husbands think, that they're the boss and anything they say, the wives are to submit to their husbands? Well, we're actually dealing with the reason that God sets up authority in the world. Authority. What is authority? Authority is God's way of seeing it that sin does not take over the world. There is authority. Can you imagine having a meeting and there are two people who are the chair? It wouldn't get very far because which one are you going to listen to? Which one is the one who says, this is what we're going to do? So what God has done is he has given authority in the marriage to the husband to make sure that the family is following the will of God. But listen to what I just said. Following the will of God. In other words, the husbands are to use their authority to make sure that God's will is done in the family. I'll give you an example. A uh, man wants to marry a Lutheran, but he is Baptist. So he met with me, he and his possible wife, and we began to talk about what happens during a marriage. And I said, okay, let's say you have children. What are you going to do with the children? And the wife, who is Lutheran, said, well, we will baptize them. And the husband, who was Baptist, does not believe in infant baptism. He says, no, we're not going to baptize them. And this is the first time that she had recognized how different are the two denominations. She was very insistent that the children should be baptized. And what ended up happening is they finally decided not to get married because of his views against infant baptism. So he was the husband, but he was telling her not to baptize the infants. Guess what? She does not have to submit to him because he is not speaking God's word. The, the word submit doesn't mean you have power over someone. In fact, divide the word up. Sub and mit. Sub, we use that when a certain ship is able to go underwater. What do we call that? a submarine, sub-under-marine water. So sub means to be under. But what does the word mit come from? It comes from the word to kind of send on a mission. When you have 
uh, mission you are to follow that. So, for example, employees submit to the employer. They go to work and they hear from the employer what things they are to do and they follow them. If they don't submit to the employer, they may lose their job. They do not have to submit to the employer in those areas where it has nothing to do with the job. For example, an employer can't say, okay, you have a lunch for one hour each day and you must go to McDonald's. No, the employer can't say that because that's got nothing to do with the job. So they could go to any restaurant they wanted. Submitting means to be under the direction and admonition when it is within what is being done, namely their job. Similarly, with the wives, they submit to their husbands. Why? Because what God has done with the fall of Adam and Eve into sin is place the husband in headship over the wife. But what does that mean? It means that the husband is responsible from God's point of view in seeing to it that the family is always submitting to Christ. And in doing that, therefore, according to verse 24 of Ephesians 5, the wives should submit to their husbands. Verse 25 says, Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. You know, I ask this question because I'm not really sure why, but every time this passage is read for Sunday morning worship, it always begins with verse 22. Wives, submit to your own husbands. So if I were to ask the question, in this passage, who is to submit to whom? Is the husband to submit to the wife? Or is the wife to submit to the husband? And of course, people will answer, wives are to submit to their own husbands. But then what I do is I go back two verses prior to verse 22. And listen to this. Giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. Did you hear that? The submission is not just the wife to the husband, but it also can be the husband to the wife. For example, I've had situations where it is the wife who insists that the children be brought to confirmation. And 
well, the husband is busy. It's hard to drive the kids to the church. So she takes it upon herself to make sure that the kids get there. In a sense, the husband okaying that is submitting to the wife. The submission occurs from what God wants us to do. And what does God want us to do? We know that from the scripture. The wife or the husband does not have to submit to the other when it is not found in the Bible. For example, we had a uh, tree fall on our roof, and so we had to get new shingles. When the shingle man came, he asked, what kind of shingle do you want, what color, etc." And I had somewhat of a preference, but my wife definitely wanted a certain color, and so she mentioned that. How did I respond? I didn't insist on my color. I could not have her submit to my view of what color the shingle should be. Why? Because that color and that shingle isn't in the Bible. It isn't part of what Christ has given to us. So in reality, submitting to the husband occurs where the Bible instructs something to be done. The vast majority of decisions made in the household are not according to the scripture, like what cereal to buy, what car to buy, what home to buy. All these are important items. But how does the wife submit to the husband? She submits by listening to the husband who uses scripture to indicate what should be done in the Christian family. But how does the husband submit to the wife? He submits to her in the same way that in verse 23, the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, his body, and is himself its Savior. And verse 25 indicates what that is. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. So getting back to the kind of shingles we should have on the roof, the, the husband has no authority to say, I'm the husband, I'm the head of the household. Therefore, this is the kind of shingle we're going to have because it is not a biblical prescription. So the vast majority of decisions made in a household between a husband and wife are not biblical in the sense of God saying, here's what you must do. So what do husbands and wives do? Well, we can discuss and if there is a difference, we can see how we might be able to reach a consensus. 
But a husband needs to remember that he's willing, as Christ was to the church, to die for her. This submission is not just occurring in a marriage. It also occurs in many other areas. I already mentioned the employer to the employee. But another area is in the church. Husbands have been given authority from God in the same way that pastors are to be submitted to you as you do to the Lord. What does that mean? The pastor becomes, in a sense, the head of the church in proclaiming God's message. He's trained at the seminary to know what is proper worship, what is a proper way to do the sacraments. For example, I've been involved with a congregation where some of the members wanted the pastor to allow anybody to come to the Lord's Supper, whether or not they believed it was the true body and blood of Jesus Christ. Now, this pastor stood firm, and he said, no, we practice close communion, which means we don't give the Lord's Supper to someone who does not understand it or has a misconception of it. Because according to 1 Corinthians 11, such people receive it to their harm. Some were getting sick. Some were even dying. So the pastor has the authority to say who comes to communion and who does not. And the congregation submits to the pastor. So, <clears throat> excuse me. What we have here is a pastor having authority from God as to what should be said and done in a proper congregation. However, let's say they want to change the color of the rug and the pastor wants a red rug and the voters assembly votes to have a white rug. Do the members of the congregation have to listen to the pastor and make sure it's a red rug? No, because nowhere in the Bible does it indicate that the color of the rug should be. Therefore, you don't submit to the pastor, even in those areas in the church where there is a proper difference of opinion. And we usually go, therefore, with a vote of the congregation. The way to look at this is to also recognize there is someone else who submits. And this is a surprise to some people, but it is found in the scripture where it says, Christ as the son is subject to the father. Jesus himself says a number of times that he has come to do the will of the Father. And remember, even in the Garden of Gethsemane, not my will, but thy will be done. 
Therefore, there is a kind of an authority that God has set up. And the authority begins with God the Father, to whom God the Son is subject, and to whom the husbands are their subject to the Christ, to Jesus. He is the head of the church, and the wife is subject to the husband. Now, is anyone subject to the wife? Yes. The wife, if she's following the will of God, can have the husband submit to the will of God, as she explains it, if he's unaware of it. But also the children are subject to the wife and the husband. My dad was an insurance salesman, so a lot of times he wasn't at home. And so where did I get my instruction from? From my mother. And therefore, I would submit to her when she asked me to do one thing or another. The, the key point here is that even though the text begins, wives submit to your own husbands, it's clear from the verse before it that we are to submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. And so that submission on the part of the wife, as I indicated, is to obey when the husband shows that this is the will of God from the Bible. And the husband submits to the wife in willing to die for her. If he's willing to die for her, then she can make a lot of decisions about household items that he doesn't need to talk about because she is able to do that. So when we take a look at this, wives submit to your own husbands. This has not got anything to do with slavery. And the wife is not subordinate to the husband. In fact, that word needs to look to be subordinate. The word sub means under, and ordinate means under the orders. And the orders come from God the Father, through the Son, through the husband. And if they are according to the scripture, then the wife is subordinate. But that doesn't mean she's not equal to the husband. A number of times, the Apostle Paul talks about, there's no distinction between male or female, Jew or Gentile, slave or free. That particular Galatians passage indicates that in one's relationship to God the Father and Jesus Christ, there is an equality. Women also come forward to receive the Last Supper, the Lord's Supper. And therefore, one cannot make a distinction between wives being subordinate in the sense of inferior. That's not what that word means. It simply means to be under the orders of God the Father as Jesus was, as pastors are. 
as congregations are to pastors. So, this is an important text to indicate the authority levels that God has placed in the world, particularly because of the fall of man into sin. Remember, there's three uses of the law. And the first use God gives to the country, the state, the temporal authorities, to make sure that peace is kept and crimes and criminals are punished. That's the first use. The second use for the church is to help an individual recognize what? I am a sinner in need of a savior. And it's really the third use of the law, which we, re we call a guide or a rule. We look to that. What is God's particular information for us to follow? And wives are given the authority, I'm sorry, husbands are given the authority to make sure that the family follows God's will. Wives are not inferior. Wives are not, therefore, slaves. But all are doing as Jesus did to the Father to make sure that we do what God wants us to do. So that's uh, quite a different understanding of wives submit to your own husbands as to the Lord than most people have. I'm Tom Baker, and on tomorrow's Law and Gospel, we'll be talking to Wes Reimnitz about a very interesting item that has occurred at a university. Could you believe that the head chaplain that was elected is an atheist? We'll be talking about that on Long Gospel tomorrow. Until then, God bless you. Listen to Long Gospel each weekday morning at 9.30 on KFUO. For a tax-deductible gift to Law and Gospel, please make your check payable to Concordia Mission Society and mail it to Tom Baker, P.O. Box 28910, St. Louis, Missouri, 63132. To give online, visit lawandgospel101.com or call toll-free 1-877-267-1962. Views and opinions expressed on Worldwide KFUO may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. If you'd like to comment on programs or topics heard on Worldwide KFUO, write us at KFUO, 1333 South Kirkwood Road, St. Louis, Missouri, 63122. You can also leave a question or comment on our comment line at 314-996-1542. We are the messenger of good news, Worldwide KFUO.